0: You're listening to Identity Revolution, a podcast from the consumer identity management experts at Infutor Data Solutions. In each episode, we invite industry leaders for data-driven discussions on all things marketing, analytics, and identity. Join us as we take a deep dive into industry trends, strategies, and the future of data technology. Hello again, everybody. Welcome to the latest edition of the Identity Revolution podcast. I'm Fred Pfeiffer. Thank you for listening. And I'm here today with Dennis Heck, Vice President of Business Intelligence for Farm Journal. Dennis, how are you today? Doing well, Fred. Thanks for having me. Great. Thank you for joining us. One of my favorite quotes I've ever read is from Thomas Jefferson, quote, unquote, the cultivators of the earth are the most valuable citizens. They are the most vigorous, the most independent, the most virtuous, And they are tied to their country and wedded to its liberty and interests by the most lasting bonds, end quote. So I'm really excited today to have you in to discuss the farming industry, the Farm Journal's place within that industry, to hear more about what you do for that community. I know how important the farming industry is to the success of this nation and the world in general. So I'd love to look forward to talking and asking you some questions. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us today.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me again, Fred. I'm really excited about
0: our conversation today. So to get started, can you give the audience a little bit of background on yourself and what you're up to right now at Farm Journal? Yeah, definitely.
1: So just a little bit of background about me. So I've been in the agriculture industry my whole life. I actually Grew up on a family hog farm with corn and soybeans and sugar beets in Michigan. I spent all my career from there in, in this space and have been at Farm Journal now for the last five years. And I lead our business intelligence team, which includes our team of data engineers, uh, data science, and our data product strategy as well. So Really, really excited to be here and excited to be a part of Farm Journal. Just real quick, I don't know if you know this, Fred, but Farm Journal is actually a 143-year-old company and was founded by a Quaker farmer in Philadelphia. They actually used to Wilmer Atkinson is his name, and he actually used to deliver the newspaper within a horseback's ride of Philadelphia way back in in the day. And today, we're actually the nation's recognized leader in agriculture content, data, and business insights for all audiences in agriculture, from crops, livestock, and the produce supply chain as well.
0: Great. Yeah, I've really enjoyed talking with your team in Kansas. So you have, sounds like parts, divisions all over the country.
1: Yes, we do. Yeah, we have uh, team members in Chicago, Lenexa, Philadelphia, and, you know, we're definitely a virtual team. We love to collaborate and we've got folks coast to coast writing and doing all
0: sorts of activities. So you have the unique experience of growing up on, a, on an actual farm, but still you have great experience in the data and analytics space. Yeah. Could you tell us a little bit about your experience that took you to Farm Journal?
1: Yeah. So before coming to Farm Journal, I actually spent the first half of my career working for a company that did data-driven performance marketing in that we would partner with clients, manufacturers, manufacturers, distributors in the agriculture space. And we would partner with them on demand creation efforts. And we did a lot of, you know, kind of what that means is we would partner with their sales and marketing teams, and we would reach out to existing customers on retention efforts. We'd reach out to new customers on prospecting efforts. And my first job, I actually started on the phone calling farmers, qualifying their interest in becoming a lead and then sharing that lead with sales. And why that's really interesting, it's interesting because the CRM component of managing and understanding the attributes that can quantify and qualify a lead set up the platform for success for a data-driven business. And what I mean by that is, The data-driven business is all about understanding the sales funnel. And if you can understand what attributes indicate where a person is at in the sales funnel, you can help your customers, your clients walk people through a journey to purchase and retention and upsell. Interesting.
0: What are you you most excited about with the work that you're doing right now at Farm Journal? One of the really exciting things that we're doing right now
1: is partnering with our digital teams and analyzing our content consumption across all of our platforms. So as a media company, we have 50 million touch points, 50 million interactions with farmers every month, people that are reading content, downloading content, and engaging with it in any fashion. And we can look at all that consumption at, at a one-to-one level and understand content consumptions and, and translate that into a behavior. So we can identify populations of farmers that have progressive mindsets or populations of farmers that are innovating in, for example, the robotics space. And it's really cool to be able to take an asset, that content, and based on consumption and patterns and habits, analyze that over time and then assign a current affinity and then almost predict out what future affinity is. And that really becomes helpful and valuable information for our clients when it comes to trying to understand what messages are going to resonate with my customers and how can i convert more customers to
0: purchase my product great i used to work for a company a really exciting company named howgood in the marketing space and they really did a great job of kind of analyzing marketing trends and sustainability and really identifying a lot of those trends And through that experience, I did work with a number of farmers, and I found it interesting that maybe it was just the group I worked with, but there was quite a bit of difference in, you know, farmers who really embraced the sustainable movement and really trying new trends in farming. And there were also others who were a little bit more conservative and and a little bit more held to their traditional ways of doing business. Do you see that in the farmers that you work with, and do you market to them differently? Yeah, absolutely. We do, Fred. We can look at content
1: consumption, and frankly, for that matter, we can look at other attributes, other endemic attributes that we have. We also partner with companies like yourself and Feeder, and we look at third-party indicators outside of the data set that we can bring together, a lot of financial indicators in particular. And we can type personas based on sort of clustering algorithms that the team runs and then we can build the personas out from there and identify them and then we can absolutely talk to those people differently because the people that are going to adopt carbon sequestering programs today that's kind of a really new hot trigger word in the sustainability space like those people are a different set of people than even like people that are innovatively going to adopt a drone or something. So we think about the context of the situation. We think about who is behaving in a certain way that exhibits a behavior that we want to identify. Then we build out the persona type it. And then we, we use that to speak to those people differently and target those people differently.
0: Very interesting. So out of the millions of farmers in your database, I'm just curious, what would you estimate, really broad brush, what percentage are more interested in that sustainable direction and what others are more interested in traditional ways of farming? Hmm. (laughs) That's a
1: good question, Brad. You know, all farmers want to, you know, back to your quote, are citizens of the earth or however it was exactly said, you know, farmers are stewards of the earth and they all want to do the right thing. They want to be sustainable and they want to adopt those practices. And I think it's just a matter of being able to articulate the value of those practices for them to adopt them. So what I think our job is to serve our farmer community is to share the message that articulates the value and energizes them to want to adopt the practice. And for those farmers that might be more traditional mindset today, that adoption might occur two or three years later through a message of ROI. So it's just a little bit about understanding who the audience is and then articulating the value. I guess I'm just saying I'm a strong believer that all farmers will eventually, in, in some way, shape or form will become sustainable.
0: Great. I know you're the the number one producer of agricultural content. What specifically, what is the most popular? Is it a periodical? Is it a show? What would you say is really resonating with the farming community right now? What gets the most usage and the most consumption? Yeah, that's
1: a good, you know, I think
0: one of the things I heard
1: content wise, you know, if you're talking about trade or tariffs or taxes, Know a lot of times those are things that get followed the most. I think our markets page is most actively followed. A lot of farmers trust farmers as a news source, so our primary focus is to cover what's important to farmers. So, right now, commodity prices are up, farmers are selling grain and able to create more of a positive farm income flow. And then, so right now we're actually talking a lot about equipment sales being up due to the fact of higher commodity prices today. So farmers are coming to us to learn about what's new and what's kind of going on in the markets more at a high level.
0: I want to shift a little bit some uh, industry topics. What are the most disruptive shifts you are seeing in the data and analytics space right now? Yeah, good question. Two things that come to mind when
1: I think about this. The first is sort of the cookie apocalypse era that we're in right now. And well, that's more of a digital disruptor in third party cookies going away and, and not being able to use those as an identifier for digital targeting, it becomes very important on the data side when it comes to better understanding identity, having state of the art identity solutions and being able to partner with our digital counterparts to effectively target the right individuals one-to-one. So that's, It's kind of a big, big topic that we're talking a lot about.
0: Mm -hmm. We are seeing a rapid shift in companies establishing strong data science strategies. How do you see this evolving in 2021? Yeah, that's,
1: you know, we're thinking a lot about our data science strategy, and it's evolving every year. And for 2021, for this year, what... We're really putting top of mind is, one, having a focus on business-driven deliverables. So getting our data science team integrated into the business strategy and focusing on KPIs that can drive revenue growth for our companies and take our existing clients and data partnerships to the next level by exploring different data science techniques. And sort of coupled with that is this idea of democratizing analytics insights. So we're doubling down on our efforts, moving into 21 here, setting up what we're terming kind of an an analytics library, where we're offering a portal for a lot of our customers and our internal teams at Farm Journal to have a lot more ready, available access to insights, analytics, to and to ex- ask their own questions of the data.
0: Mm. What are you most excited about in the future at Farm Journal?
1: You know, what am I most excited about for 21 is... Really, this idea of having a strong identity graph moving into 21, it's that we just set up some really excellent state-of-the-art data lake architecture, where our data sources are flowing uh, seamlessly between each other. We're bringing in additional data sets to validate identity, to extend the depth of knowledge within identity, and then extend the reach of those audiences into different platforms. And that's important at the end of the day to have that power of identity because we can then understand engagement related back to the individual. So then we can see who's engaging, who's downloading, who's converting, and back to our sales funnel conversation, we want to be able to articulate the value of the plan and the campaign that was executed and tie that back to the program and to the real conversion that's happening.
0: Yeah, we were really excited to help in that effort. And I think it's a great, great thing to do. You know, so this is essentially very important for all marketers in all industries, but I think it's something that's been unfortunately ignored for far too long. Let's start with, as we're getting close to our time here, let's close up with a few questions to give our audience some tips from you personally, let's start with your favorite resources, your favorite marketing resources, your online resources that you rely upon to keep up to speed with what's happening in your space.
1: One of my favorites are our podcasts. I'm a really big podcast listener myself. So I think in addition to the new and future podcasts that I'll be adding to my channel, analytics on fire with Miko Yuck is one of my favorites. Also the Tim Ferriss podcast podcast is just a great one to kind of extend my thinking, not only within analytics, but outside of the space. And from a wake up in the morning, crack up in my email, I read a lot of Data Science Central, and then there's a phenomenal community on LinkedIn of folks in the data science and data analytics space that I engage with pretty
0: regularly. Where can the audience go to learn more about you and what you're doing? Not only you, Dennis, but also Farm Journal. Where would you recommend the audience to start? Yeah,
1: I think the best place to start when it comes to Farm Journal is simply to go to Farm Journal. Hit us up at our homepage. and learn a little bit more about the company, our brands, and then branch out from there. Learn a little bit more about what we're doing. If you want to follow or reach out to me. Probably the best place is on LinkedIn. Um, You can find me, Dennis Hecht, on there. Or if you want to, you can reach out to me directly. I'm happy to take emails at thehecht.farmjournal.com.
0: Fantastic. I appreciate Mm -hmm. that. Dennis, this has been a (laughs) wide-ranging conversation. I can't thank you for enough. I've learned a lot about the farming industry. I'm really grateful for our partnership working with you here at Infutor and Farm Journal, what a great group of people that we've met over at Farm Journal and that you know, just really love working with you and your team. So thank you so much for taking your time today to chat with us. And we really enjoyed the conversation. Look forward to many years of learning more about the farming industry through our partnership. Excellent. Thank you, Fred.
1: I, I appreciate your questions and I appreciate the discussion today. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you. Have a good one. Talk to you soon. Right. Bye. Bye-bye.